When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's up, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So how do you stay up to date on all of the excitement regarding the Tampa Bay Lightning as well as, well, the NHL? You download the Odyssey app, you search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto download button so that you have all of these exciting episodes just sitting there waiting for you. You can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So no excuse, guys. Share with friends family, other hockey fans, and of course, any Tampa Bay Lightning fans. I'm your host, Casey Hudson, joined by Be The Thunder co-host. I don't even know how to introduce you guys properly sometimes. Just the the magnitude that comes with you guys and the excitement in the Lightning community. But uh, some might call him Rob. Better yet, he's known as Shooter. What's going on? It's so nice to chat with you talking about the bolts catching up it's been years since i got to see you on your podcast but i got to hang out with a uh, stash and the other guys the other week yeah so i missed you 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 basically filled in for me um, i did so, so i'm wondering um, be the thunder for a long <laughs> long time the guys were like you can hop off whenever and i'm like okay one hour mark comes by we're still hanging out talking and then they end up wrapping up the show like an hour 30 and they're like you could have hopped off and i was like we're having fun we're talking hockey you know we talk a lot on the show we had <laughs> lightning insider eric erlinson on a couple weeks ago and and it was oh. probably one of our best shows um but we went for almost two hours and it's crazy because we do it once a week during the season and it's just like there's never a shortage of things to talk about and then you no. know we, we do our little gimmicks too like you've been on you've been on <laughs> for a really good episode before because we do every game after uh, the playoffs we do post game mm-hmm. shows playoffs and when we um basically punch our ticket to the next round and win the series we do a toast to the team you remember yes. this you were on for the I toast do. Those are the <laughs> i best did shows. get to crack something open with you guys i think i drank wine it was lame but you it did. was all i had in my house yeah but you I had some wine and i listened that. i listened to the episode that you were on very well done uh you filled in uh you know probably way better uh than me on the show but it was nice to have like a break and i was out of town so it would have been tough to jump on but hey we're we're back for for 2023 and i think the team's you know going in the right direction right now steaming mm-hmm. full steam ahead towards the playoffs i know and the excitement about all of that too is that lightning fans i think we just like the drama at this point because there was so much panic in the beginning of the season um, for many reasons, when they were relying on basically special teams to put up most of their points and their goals, and then the flips, the switch flipped, right? Then they became so solid on even strength, and it was hard to get everything so fluid and going efficiently. But they always find a way to get there, and I think that this is not a team that you should hit the panic button with. I know a lot of fans have PTSD after that sweep a couple years ago, but I think we're far removed from that situation, which takes me to the biggest topic right now. Um, shooter 12 home wins 
this team is at right now. And it's one of the top win streaks on home ice uh, in franchise history for sure and in the NHL. But you guys also made history not being cursed anymore. You show up to the Boston Bruins game, which I was terrified for you guys to do. Uh, big fans of y'all's, but I thought you guys should have stayed home. I have to apologize formally now on, on my own show and say, you know, welcome back to Emily Arena and the curse is broken. The Bolts know how to win with you present. Yeah, so we've had since 2020, really when we started, when we've all been in attendance, the team has never won. So there's three hosts and, you know, we don't all all have, you know, season tickets. So we're not always all, you know, there. We figured that might be a good way to break it. If we just show up to every game, they're going to win. But for some reason, the strange, like odd nights where we're all in the building, it doesn't matter if we're sitting together, if we're sitting separately, the lightning always lose until it was Tuesday night. So it was when the wild were in town, which was an awesome game. Oh, not the boss. Go to. Yeah. yeah. With, with Stamkos, I had to put on the Stamkos jersey, just representing <laughs> him with, you know, his amazing season career, call it what you will. Um, but yeah, the, the ceremony was awesome. And it was really one of the most fun games I, I went to all season. We had some friends in town, uh, met up with sticks and sticks of fire and sat with them. Um, so it was a really great game for the bolts. And I think, you know, the, Breaking the curse was awesome, first of all, because now I feel like we're okay to go to more games because people that no one's looking on at you like, funny. Yeah, don't don't show up here together. <laughs> and then you know where it really hurts is the playoffs because we all want to be at those playoff games. So I think we're ready for the second half yeah. of the season here, ready for the playoffs. And you know what what's been most impressive really with the last week of Bolt hockey was you know the teams they played. Yeah, this the streaks going on. We're we're up to twelve games, but. You think about the Wild, the last time they played the Wild, they lost. Now it was on the yeah. second half of a back-to-back. -back. I have a theory that some of the guys were sick because you saw Vassy miss the night before in Chicago. Um, and, and the Wild kind of took it to him. The Wild looked good that game. They were fast. They were aggressive. They were hitting. And the Lightning yep. was never really in that game. Uh, and so I was really looking forward to see what would happen in this game when they come came back and, and played at Amelie and you know it was a close game back and forth lots of penalties but the lightning prevailed and who else on his night number 91 with the game winning <laughs> goal so it was cool to see Stamkos um you know win that game for the team with the game winner the festivities and that was a great kickoff to the week but wait it only gets wait, harder boy. after that because you get Boston <laughs> coming into town and yep. Boston was on like a six or seven, you know, road winning streak. Um, and we broke them. We we actually broke them. They have not won since. So you do believe the Bolts broke the Bruins. You're on, you're fully on track with that. We'll see if that holds up in February. <laughs> I think the Bruins <laughs> are a really good team. But I did put out there on Twitter uh, a poll, actually. Uh, you know, how, how do Bolts fans feel about a seven game series if it started next week between the Bruins and the lightning and the lightning faithful came out strong. I think it was like 80, 20. Uh, and we're talking about a Bruins team. That's like heading towards, you know, historic numbers, you know, possibly beating our lightnings record that we have tied with the, the brew or the, tied mm -hmm. with the red wings from that awful season. You mentioned earlier, the playoff performance that was not there. <laughs> Um, it was not there. <laughs> so, so beating exist. Boston to me was, was super impressive 
this week. And then they just carried it over to the the L.A. Kings came to town and that was the Gasparilla game, which is always an awesome game when it when they have, you know, Gasparilla during the day. And then everyone kind of somehow well, not everyone rolls but, into the arena, yeah, literally <laughs> rolls into the arena. Um, and then that game, you know, the, the Bolts just kind of took the lead and, and took off from there. So I, I feel like the team's like right where they want to be going into um, the second half of the season. Like it doesn't matter what you do in the first half of the season. Bruins fans. Uh, you know, as long as you're staying above 500, you're going to be in the playoff picture. It's really like how the team's doing from this point into the playoffs. You want to be hot in April, really. So I think we're looking good right now. Look who showed up there. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone listening to Pucks and Bolts now Stash has entered the chat. I always love saying that. Um, so now we've got both Shooter and Stash. I'm so excited. Stash, you could probably, well, obviously chime in here so that everyone can hear that you've officially joined us. And um, <laughs> when I hopped on to fill in for Shooter or just hang out with you guys a couple weeks ago, the mm-hmm. Bolts were getting ready to head to that road trip, opening versus Chicago, taking on Minnesota, closing out versus, versus Winnipeg. We talked about the odds, win or lose, of what they were going to do. I thought Stammer was going to collect 500 versus Chicago because – you know, they couldn't defend for their life. And that turned out to be different. But if there was one game, I thought they were going to lose on the road. It was versus Minnesota and they end up falling to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts with that? Because we were just talking about Minnesota. I forgot. Well, not forgot. I misread that it wasn't the Boston Bruins game that you guys broke the curse. It was versus the Minnesota wild. My concern yeah. with the wild was their speed, their physicality. I think they're a bit underrated when it comes to what they can do. Minnesota doesn't typically always choke before playoffs. They were always in the conversation until trying to get some pieces going over the last couple of years. So what's your thought about the, the lightning streak right now? And that last conversation we had on that road trip. Yeah. I mean, I think you're dead on. So we're talking about the back-to-backs and how that's just it was just a rough road trip for them, even with starting with Chicago, kind of an easy start to it. I mean, if you remember that game, it was almost a comedy of errors with the with the lightning there in Minnesota. It wasn't necessarily that they played terrible. They just had some really bad bounces, uh, some goals given up that normally probably wouldn't go in. Um mm-hmm. and they weren't getting bounces. So I mean, I, I come away from that game thinking they didn't play terribly. They probably should have got a point, but they didn't finish out that the third period really the way they could have. And they're just cursed up there. Like they as 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 we talked about the the We the Thunder curse uh of all of us for the show being in the building and not winning. It was the same, it's the same thing up there. They just there's something about it. They can't win. Um and then, you know, following up that on that road trip, it wasn't the way we wanted to see it end, really. But when they got back here. Something we talked about when you're on the showcase you was the depth scoring, and we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about that in the weeks uh, after that, really the last few weeks on our show, and what we've seen since they've come home on this 12 game, you know, winning streak at the home at, at home is that those players have stepped up. You know, yeah. against Boston, it was our highlight guys, and I think you need to see that against the best team. Our best guys need to be their best, but in those other two games, especially against Minnesota, we saw the depth guys Perry and. Uh, yep. and those guys were scoring and i think that that's what we need is because that minnesota team is a perfect example of a team that gives the lightning trouble they they pressure they're fast they don't let the lightning play in space that's where the lightning kill you is anytime they get a chance to move the puck around get themselves some space and use their skill that's when you know that's when they cash in so 
teams like the wild they play physical they play up on them they don't give them a lot of space and it could be frustrating and then the lightning get frustrated that's when they start beating themselves we talked we heard uh, headman talk about that at the end of the homestand not beating themselves especially after that bruins game that's when they play their best hockey and and i think i think that you know playing that minnesota team right before the bruins really was mm-hmm. a, 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 an example of good scheduling for the lightning versus what it was when we played them on the road trip and it was kind of bad scheduling yeah absolutely and i'm glad that you mentioned that because i want both of y'all's opinions because we did talk about that you know these other guys getting involved those bottom six guys making more um of an effort and having more of a presence on the ice because when they lock out those top two lines regardless of the cooper shuffle is when they get out of their structure and they get stagnant Ross Colton's finally starting to come to life. And I think I said it when I was on the show with you guys, what's hard about Ross Colton is he's got a great shot. He's got a heavy shot, but he always kind of has to wait for that sweet spot. He has to have the perfect moment, the perfect opportunity. And hockey doesn't always present that, especially depending on your opponents and especially in playoffs. Um, But he's starting to come to life. Corey Perry, you know, his nickname's typically Scory Perry, but we haven't been able to say that as consistently this season. And now I feel like that's somewhat coming back. And then another thing we talked about, Victor Hedman. I chatted with Brian Bradley a couple months ago and he was like, Victor Hedman's not playing like Victor Hedman. We need to see more out of him. He even called on Vassy to step up a little bit more. So thoughts on where those bottom six guys, you know, how much better they're getting involved, how much better that they look. Uh, the newest third line, I'd say consistently over the past four games has been uh, Nick Paul out on the left wing, Ross Colton at center, and Pat Maroon on the right wing. What are you guys thinking about this third line? I, I and think... I'll say this, Pat Maroon is, tends to be the guy, no matter what line he's on, when a game is getting away from the lightning, he's that ice tilter. I feel like he's always a guy that kind of helps get them back in something, set a tone, and then it depends on how everyone responds to that. But he did it in Boston during that whole BS with the Jack Edwards guy, and he's done it a couple of times on the road, and I feel like that's starting to happen more consistently now playing with Paul and Colton. Yeah, Pat Maroon, he he's still got it. He's still got it. Like <laughs> He might be slowing down, but he's still a good player. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think what it comes down to, you mentioned the, the Cooper blender, you know, call it whatever you want, but – Cooper Cooper likes to change his lines. Like there's, I don't know if there's any other coach that changes the lines as much Quite. as Cooper. And what's mm-hmm. funny is that first line, you know, hasn't really changed much since since Hagel kind of stuck there. So it's kind of the the bottom three lines that have been changed. And I feel like it's been going on all season. And I think Cooper might just stop the blender now. I think he might be okay with what he's getting out of the third and fourth line. Now, obviously consistency is big and you've got to come back after this, you know, all-star break and, and continue to, to play well. And you know Mm -hmm. what, if, if they don't, they're blended it up again but yeah pat maroon's not a fourth line guy on this team he's a third line no. guy with, with paul and colton and those guys seem to have something going on um mm-hmm. and then even that fourth line's been stepping it up with perry uh scoring some goals this week and then you've also got belly getting on the score sheet so i, I think mm-hmm. he's got to be really happy with you know how the bottom four are shaking out or the bottom two lines are shaking out bottom six and then the the top two lines you know they're just going to produce and they're going to have to produce when they need to produce and and then at the end of the day that's what it's going to come down to when they you know make the playoffs uh it's got to be the superstars that show up and it's got to be Vassy that shows up and I think this team's kind of battles itself a lot at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. they're a team that's 
about winning the Stanley Cup. So the first 80 games, they just need to make sure they're in. They don't want anything to do with that president's trophy, I bet. I'm sure they want to win as many games as they can, but <laughs> they just want to get to the show. And right. then what you saw last season, you know, they put on a show. I wasn't too confident in them going into the playoffs last season because they were kind of, you know, wishy-washy, weren't playing their best hockey, but they we we don't like to say flip a switch on our show. We we like to say turned up the dial. Um and, the dial. and showed up that. in the playoffs and, and fell just short. And maybe a lot of people say just a Braden point short. So I, I like like I said, I think <laughs> they're in a really good spot right now. Um, and I think you know, we might have found those lines. I love that you said that actually, because if it if it does stay primarily consistent, you know, I'll never count Cooper out to make a few little adjustments or he might switch it up versus different teams just for fun. I'm, I'm highly convinced that he does that sometimes, 